Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Scriptural Tongue. It'll make sense in a moment. And when was the last time you heard someone use the word it'll? It just sounds funny this morning. (laughs) Well, I hope you're having a great day and feel like these messages are helping you to get to know God more. I'm just looking to create an enviable curiosity in your hearts and minds. Okay, so I was thinking about how we hurt each other with our words and the significance of that beyond the fact that I believe it is sinful and shows a lack of love towards a recipient, even if only for a moment. I was trying to surf my mind for supporting and helpful scriptures when I saw the scripture that states that Jesus never spoke a reviling word against anyone. If you lack total control of your speech and emotions, then you have some idea of what it took for the Pharisees to take Jesus out. How infuriating would it have been to attack Jesus in order to invoke a bad response, a human response, a response not so dearly departed from how you might respond in the same situation that he was in, only to get returning words that usher righteous judgment or grace. What, is that all you got? Whoa, 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 your boat gently down the sea. That's your response, Jesus? I was thinking what scriptures Jesus used to address his enemies when it hit me. Oh, the thought of it. And that is that anything Jesus said was actually scripture. Now we know that in the beginning was the word, John 1, 1. And we know that Jesus did many other things than what is documented in the Bible, John twenty thirty and twenty one twenty five. But to think that every word he spoke was scripture is awe-inspiring. Then the oddness of the moment was, how should I say, shredded before my eyes as I was thinking about my use of speech, the things that I would say to my enemy, or even someone who just might challenge the way that I think, and they might even be right. So then I started thinking about what James said when he chatted about the tongue of man and how we bless and curse from the same source that was created only to bless. How our words can set a forest on fire. James 3, 1-10. Yes, we see this on the news regularly, as they are just as insightful as the perpetrators of the violence themselves. Look at mass rallies and how people use speech to declare their vision or point of view on a subject or regarding a particular person. Now we know that protests are not only a place where we can find the treasures of hell being spoken in the air, as if they could deliver us from all inequality. We see media be it written form or spoken on the airwaves, and oh, there is a principality operating in that realm, that is the airwaves, chatting up their own definitions and opinions about what they call newsworthy issues. Ephesians 2.2 2020 was the greatest revelation as to how bad the heart of media is, or can be. It is rotten to the core. Just listen to what they say, the lies perpetuated, the instigating speech, and the overly melodramatic theater quality performances. Keep in mind the number of viewers equals perpetuation of the trash. They don't exist with the current programming and evil agendas if we don't watch. They will change as our hearts seek to imitate the heart and language of God. But to be honest, I don't see this day coming until it's all wrapped up. I suspect as a teacher I don't have a right to think that way, but it is a moment of transparency. And my real focus is personal transformation of those who are saved and being saved. The world that lies under the sway of the wicked one can do whatever it wants. I have a greater purpose than its purpose. 1 John 5.19 So what do we do about this? You know about our speech. We will be judged for every word we speak. Matthew 12.36-37 
and the fullest manifestation of love is the absence of reviling words spoken. And what is of greater interest is that because we are in Christ, that is, He is the head and we are the body, ought not our words be what He would say? Should not our speech be scripturally worthy? As James said, if we can control our tongue, we would be perfect. James 3.2 How did He know if that we could, we would be just like Jesus, who was tempted in every way, but found flawless? Hebrews 4.15 One of the overlooked issues of the brain is that we take our thoughts captive. 2 Corinthians 10.5 Interrogate them to ensure their motive, and then release them to speech if they serve the purposes of God. The mind is a great word filter, and when used properly, we can cast down every argument that exalts itself against God, especially our own words and thoughts. Well, that's it for today, and probably should be if it strikes a chord in you, as it has in me. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of lights to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.